Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. everyone and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And I'm so excited today because we're with one of my friends, Beth Harris. She's the executive assistant to Pastor Trailer at Olive Baptist Church in Pensacola. She's the director of women at Olive and She's here with us today, and you all, she is wise. Like, she asks God for His wisdom, and then she applies it to her life, and then disciples other women to do the same. Thank you for mentoring me, by the way. Oh my goodness, you do the same for me. No, I do not. (laughs) You, like, okay, I'm your friend. You mentor me, and I just get to, like, support you and all these cool things God has you doing right now. Well, I tell you what, He has been so good and gracious to me, Uh and... um, He's just good. He wins every time. He wins. Can you tell us a little bit about what you all are doing at All of Baptist? Because we know you have a lot of events, and I do want to talk about events today. Um, But if you can just kind of tell us what you do at All of Baptist, especially in this fall season. We are really digging into God's Word, Ricky. Mm -hmm. That's the basis of everything. That is, you know, you can have events and you can do activities and, and just make your life really busy. But the essence of who we are in direction in life is knowing who our God is. Amen. And my, when I was asked to assume this position last Mm -hmm. March, Mm -hmm. uh, I prayed through this. It wasn't something that I ever, um, I don't think one day in ministry, I was like, oh, I want to be the director of women at Olive. That's my goal, my, my end game. Yeah. It wasn't at all because I, I lead from the assistant seat. I love to see other women exploring their gifts and and living out what uh, God has designed them to do in their lives. And so when I was asked to do this, I was taken aback a little bit, um, but I knew immediately that that was the direction that God would have me go with that. So I began praying, and the confirmation that God gave me was not to 
fill women's lives with just one more thing to do. Okay. But to make, uh, to pray earnestly about ministry to women being a compliment to uh, not to compete with other ministries, right? But to complement what we're doing at Olive huh. and and the goals. In other words, it is not men's ministry, women's ministry, but working alongside women so that we equip them and to be better to in their faith for. Um, to be wives, mm-hmm. mothers, daughters, yeah. Yeah. friends, career women. Yeah. That it's it's all together. It all goes together. It is not a silo ministry. It's it, not. And and we're because we're all we're doing life together. Yeah. And and pursuing Christ as one. One of the events that you invited me to, and thank you for inviting me to events there. I've really enjoyed what you all are doing. I think it's really cool how you truly are encouraging other women to rise up in their gifts and talents and use them in the church because it gives them a leadership role, but also responsibility mm-hmm. behind their faith. It's not just mm-hmm. a Sunday thing. It's like a, it's a Sunday thing, but you know, my gift, I like you had one event and there were, I mean, several, but the one I'm talking about specifically where there were, I think five or six women uh, different denomination, not denominations, different, um, what's it called? Generations. Generations. It was multi-generational. Thank you. I was like, what is it called when you're all different? <laughs> it was a diverse It's called group. the body of Christ is what it's called. Amen. Because you know, heaven's going to be really diverse. I know. <laughs> like, it's going to be so it. cool. Yes. Awesome. And that's how our church should look. Okay. So like it was a diverse group of women and they were all answering questions that you were asking them. And they were answering from the experiences that God had given them and what they had learned from God through those different seasons. And there was one woman there who was dropping the mic every single time she answered a question. And I mean, how old? She was like 70. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, Oh my goodness, where has she been all my life? But that's what we get when we go to these other ages who are older and wiser and older and wiser in the faith, and we learn from them. It's so rich. Exactly. And that is one of, and I stay away from goals and saying, okay, this is where, you know, uh, earthly goals, but I want to, I want to look through the lens of scripture and see where God wants to take us. And one thing I see so clearly Mm -hmm. is the beauty of multi-generational relationships. Yeah. And the event you're referring to was a three-week series that we did called Wednesdays at the Well. Yes. And the one that I believe you came to was about uh, spiritual habits or spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And Good memory. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I, re- I remember you coming and how yeah. I remember actually looking out and seeing yeah. that you were just absorbing everything yeah. with that. And to give one of the thing we're talking about gathering, that has been my goal through 2022, mm-hmm. has been to gather women, especially after coming out of COVID, and give women opportunities to meet one another, form organic relationships. Yeah. And now with 2023 coming, we're going to focus on now becoming smaller, becoming more intimate, and developing those um, deeper deeper pursuits of Christ together. Why? Why? Because the church service, let's say a Sunday service, a pastor will go deep. Yeah. If you are in a small group, Mm -hmm. go deeper. But if you are in a D group or that setting where you have three to five other women who are 
coming together around God's word, you're going to go the deepest. It's true. That because you're going to become, you're going to have safe spaces. You're going to have that place to be able to share, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm struggling with this and, or I'm wrestling with the scripture. There may be something you see in God's word that in a connection group on Sunday morning or a small group, you're too Mm -hmm. shy to, or embarrassed to say, hey, I don't understand this, or I'm not sure that this is interpreted correctly. But if you are in a small group, you can, or in the D group, in that intimate setting, you can wrestle that out. Okay. Yeah. Tell us what the D group is. Okay. Yeah. And that is one of the things that we will be concentrating on in 2023 is going to be, um, I have a young, a lovely woman who has stepped up. She has experience with training with discipleship groups, and she is going to lead out on that and training women how to start D groups, how to, um, you know, some of the materials that would be best to be able to do that. Yeah. And what the goals of that are, you know, and mm-hmm. so she's going to take that and run with it. And she's already building a team for it. I'm very excited. Yeah. But a D group, actually, it, you know, there's different names it'll come under. Um, it's not much different than a small Bible study group, except okay. that you are just intentionally discipling. Okay. And so you are getting into scripture that um, is developing your faith on a deeper level. And so a lot of that may be, and they all look different. I, in fact, my D group um, is one that we just finished last night, awesome. a study on First John. We went verse by verse. The youngest in our D group was 29. Mm-hmm. And I'm the oldest, and I'll you know leave that out there. <laughs> but but we had several. How old generations. do you think my voice is? How old do you think my voice is? Exactly. Like, I'm not 25. Sh- I'm not shy. I'm 60, Ricky. And oh my so, goodness! No way! I didn't know I that. Am. I am. And you so, look great. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, You're I, so I, young too. Oh, like well, I, I I find that it's a whole lot easier to say it than you know these days. But anyway, you feel it another, too, though. That is another subject. But, I know. I'm like Beth. But, tell us. About you. <laughs> but we intentionally, you know, when I prayed about this particular D group that um, I was forming, um, I did want it. I had a, a sense that God wanted this one to be one that was yeah. not common age group so that we could share from different perspectives. Right. And at different D groups will look differently. For example, our studied first John okay. every other Monday night, we won't be getting back together until February because okay. the holidays and things that are happening. So we just made a decision that we will probably get together two to three times a year mm-hmm. and study smaller books of the Bible together. Yeah. Some D groups will go chronologically. They may use a tool like the Bible Recap with Terry Lee Cobble okay. uh, to go you know, through the Bible in a year. And uh, there's so much more I could explore about that. Yeah. What I need to do is have the the young lady who's going to be leading D groups, I need to give you her name. I know. And six months from now, have her on the show. You're (laughs) so good about connecting me with local ladies. And there are more like ladies that you told me about. I need to reach out to them to get them on the podcast. So thank you for like being a a well really for like bringing women to me that I get to meet and learn from and then have them on the podcast for people to meet. So thank you for that. Um, how long have you been the director of women at Olive? Since March of this year. Okay. So it has been short term. Now I've done things. Uh, God has given me opportunity to disciple and mentor, lead Bible studies, and, mm-hmm. and uh, on occasion uh, lead conferences or special events. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, it's just been a very short term here. And it is the first time that a staff person at Olive has been asked to assume this position for years. We've had amazing, amazing lay leadership who has stepped up. Yeah, and volunteered. They have, and they have set um, what they have done. These women who have done this in the past, I've learned from every one of them. I've gone back and as much as I could thanked them for what they have done. And they just paved the way for where we are today, every one of them. Some of them only were able to serve for through life circumstances, maybe for a couple of months. We've had some who have served three to four years. Wow. But every one of them have contributed to the fabric of women at Olive. Well, you are doing a great job. And uh, for you who's listening and you want to know more about the local groups that they do here in Pensacola, check out their social media channels because they're really good. And then they have a link to their site. Like, Whoever is doing y'all social media, they're knocking it out of the park. Like, they're doing a really good job. Well, I have a young lady named Grace, Grace Perrette, and she is yeah. doing our Instagram. And she's been doing it remotely from Panama City for a few months. She's back here now. Okay. And she just sets it on fire. I she mean, really she does. She knows, um, exa- and not just to make it flashy and mm-hmm. not to make it something that's just going to grab your attention. Yeah. But you look at it and you see, this is something quality I want to invest in. Yeah, it's informative. Yeah. It's and like, it's, okay, this is going on. What does it mean to me? Oh, I should go. I can get involved and I can learn yeah. this from it, you know? And another Grace, Grace Schaefer does um, some of our Facebook pages okay. and some of our publicity through the Olive website. Grace, Grace, so, Grace, Grace, yeah, Grace, exactly, Grace, Grace. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so I love being able to learn as but and that's just a side note here but these younger women are teaching me so much oh yeah about the way to and how did you do that to uh well just convey a message yeah in in new and exciting ways and so I have no hesitation to in fact I love that I love again to see just people working out in their giftings and be excited about um being who Christ has designed them to be. Exactly. Communicating using their gifting, like emojis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of emojis. Um, We want to find out more about you. We've had you on before and loved that conversation, such a good conversation. And now we're having you on in this new role. And I've known you for a while. And your energy and zest for life right now in this season is so admirable because I know you're doing a lot. And you know the scripture that says, don't grow weary and doing good. Mm. Like I know that you're working at night and I know that you're also working in the morning and I know that you're also working in the day. And in ministry, you're just pouring out your heart and you're serving and you're talking to souls, you know, like you're encouraging them. And so I want to know how God has grown your faith since you started as the director of women. Oh, well, that would probably require a whole other podcast (laughs) to go into that. But I do want to touch on something that you just said. Okay. And about working night and working day. I want your listeners to know this. Yeah. That right now, one of the areas that God is really chiseling my life Uh is balance. Okay. And um, no one should be so busy that you don't have time for your friends and your family and yeah. for the things that fill your soul. That's true. That if we are just 
constantly pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a, that's an area that I'm working on right now, that yeah. although this has been a season where it's been quite consuming and there's always ministry to do in church. Oh, yeah. And, and, and there's always a need that comes up out of, you know, that's been my experience through ministry really has been to just show up that day mm-hmm. and see yeah. what, what needs God would have us to what role we play in people's lives who are hurting and in need um, and need us at that time. But, um, you know, just being transparent, that's an area that I'm working on right now. That's um, so good, Beth. You know, I don't want anybody to think that um, it's a badge of honor to have this title and this title and this title. Right. You know, that's where I find myself right now. But, um, you know, even at my age, it's still, you know, you think you've heard this all your life, but it is always important to frame that within what balance is like. It needs to be um, having Sabbath in place is important. Mm -hmm. Having, uh, you know, just making sure that, you know, my number one priority is my home and my husband. Right, right. And I, I want to do those things well. Right. So I would ask your, your listeners right now if they would pray for me yes. along that line that um, it's just an area that I struggle with. Yeah, of, of balance. Exactly. So we're going to pray for you right now. So do you mind? I don't. Okay. All right. Father, thank you so much for today. And sometimes we don't have the words or the right thoughts, but you do. And we just ask for you to renew us, to transform our minds. And Lord, we just cling to you. And do this with Beth. Transform whatever is in front of her right now to show her and the person listening this beautiful picture of balance and just give Beth and the person listening, give them this vision for what you want their life to look like. Show them the straight and narrow path. And if there's any distractions that are popping up to the left or to the right, Lord, just remove those in Jesus name. And we just pray to focus on you, Lord, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. This is not the end of this podcast, but I did feel like let's pray about that because I agree. I need balance too. It's so hard this time of year to balance out what all the things that are coming, like even text messages mm-hmm. and phone calls and things that are really important to get to, but it's like balancing that out with what God has given us so graciously, you know? And I will, I will say this, something that God has confirmed in my heart Mm -hmm. and has just carried me through the years is realizing there are always going to be needs. You see that all through the gospels, that there were, there were needs and Jesus pulled aside. He rested. He took the time to, uh, you know, to restore, Mm -hmm. you know, and give us that model. But it's a matter of praying about the Holy Spirit has always confirmed to me what the need is that He would have me invest in. Yeah. You know, because you can't meet everything. Right. But He will always direct in the things that are critical for us as individuals right. to be part of. So during Bible Boss Babes, which is a small group, yeah. Beth goes to it too, but it's really fun. Um, we were talking about um, in the Bible, how it talks about the guy who was on the mat and then Jesus came to him and was like, do you want me to help you kind of a thing? Like, do you want to get better? Do you want to be well? I can't remember the exact words, but he's like, pretty much, do you want to be healed? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, well, duh, you know, but 
No, do you really want to get helped? Mm -hmm. And that's my prayer for this fall is because I work in service is I'm like, God, just bring me the people who truly need and want help. Mm -hmm. Give me the people who want help and provide those opportunities, Lord, the energy, the sleep, the whatever I need to be able to serve them the way you want me to. But yeah, praying for God to provide people who actually want help. Amen. Amen. You're on the right track, Ricky. It's a weird (laughs) prayer, but growing your faith is something that I really wanted to make sure that we talked about. Okay. Um, And so if there's anything else that you wanted to say with how God has transformed your faith by taking on this new role at Women of Olive, I would for you to share. Oh my goodness, so much. Um, I'm going to step back even to how He's preparing me before this came, because God does that. He doesn't surprise us with all of a sudden, here's some, this great opportunity that, yeah. you know, he's been preparing my heart without even me knowing yeah. what, it, what it was, what's coming. Yeah. And I just finished two weeks ago, a two-year journey through the Old Testament, yes. chronological study. Yeah, yeah. And I, one of my favorite studies through that was the book of Joshua. And I keep, God keeps taking me back to that and where Joshua was consistently telling um, the Israelites, mm-hmm. you know, to be strong and courageous, yeah. be strong and courageous. And with that, um, you know, I'm studying each of those in context. I'm going back and reviewing that. But I thought about that even driving over here, what's strong and courageous, that to be strong is to be invested in his word, invested in where my true strength from God comes from. Okay. And if I am not built up strong, I'm not going to be courageous. Mm-hmm. I believe it's for me, it's a is a step of one and then the other. You know, I agree. Because I I will not step into something courageously unless I've been strengthened by God's word. It's true. Okay. And you might disagree with this. I don't know. I've heard that when God puts a word first, he means that like first, and then it sounds so weird when I say it out loud, but it's like... Yeah, there are some contexts in scripture with that, and sometimes they're in agreement. They're just in agreement with one another. But for my personal um, understanding, just for what God impressed on me with that, I was looking at that and I thought... These are not, they go together, but they're, they're not separate. Yeah. They, you know, I, I need the strength of God to Amen. be courageous. I need the strength of God's word to like live inside of me. So mm-hmm. it, that's what's like spilling out of me, exactly. you know, like be strong in his word. And that way you can be courageous. Cause mm-hmm. if you're just like, well, I'm feeling amazing and look at the beautiful day and I'm feeling powerful. Wow. Energy me like that doesn't work. No, it doesn't last either. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't sustain. What sustains me is that daily, ongoing relationship with Christ. Amen. Not so good. You know, and going to scripture, not just in, you know, because I'm I'm a Greek geek. I'm a Bible nerd. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love, you know, to just know all the nuggets in scripture. But in this two years that God has taken me through the Old Testament, Ricky, Mm -hmm. It has been transformational for me to see the redemptive thread of Christ and to see myself very clearly in passages of Scripture where I may have cast judgment before. Yeah. You know, like how did the Israelites do that over and over and over? Or how did, in Judges, how did people turn to God? 
and then right turn right around and go back into idol worship and yeah. rebellion and this cycle. And it has helped me so much to look at that and even see those in my own life. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I was just going to say with the Old Testament, I'm reading mm. Genesis right now yeah. and talking about with Abraham and Sarah and like how like they trusted God for stuff, but they didn't trust God for a lot of like big stuff. And then they failed. Like they really screwed up and God redeemed them. Yeah. I heard someone recently talking about the book of Genesis and that if you want to study that in context of families, every family in the book of Genesis had something going on. And it was big. That you can, that we can learn from and and grow and um, ask God to guide our families differently in our relationships. But we are just as flawed and we're just as prone to wander as the Israelites that I would just look at over and over and over and see that. And so that has been a, a... real layer on this whole new level of leadership Mm -hmm. to be able to see that. And it helps you when you are looking at these real flesh and blood people who struggled and who, but still pursued God, Mm -hmm. who, who were flawed, but big time, but the key is God pursued them. God never did. God did not give up on them. And to see uh, just that God never, ever, ever gives up on us. Yeah. Ever. I wish our whole nation would read the book of Genesis <laughs> because we'd be like, oh, really? That's what happens? Oh, really? When we like make it all about us, this is what happens? It doesn't work. It doesn't. But every, every word of scripture points to the redemption through Christ Jesus. Yes. That that Everything. has been in place and yeah. how... Um, just points to our great need mm-hmm. of a Savior, of the Savior, Jesus yeah. Christ. And, and you know, a girl that um, I mentor who has become such a close friend of mine now, yeah. we are doing a study of the book of Revelation. You know, and we're oh, going very slowly and okay. we're not diving too deeply into it. We're just hitting, you know, some really essential points of it. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we are intentionally doing with this is to see the character of God throughout every part of Revelation. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to study it that way that, um, you know, when we look to scripture, not to fix ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and not in a cafeteria plan and going, you know, from verse to verse to verse and trying to, you know, I've done that and I'm not critical of that. But to be able to see the whole narrative of Scripture and see the character of God and keeping my eyes on Him, that's where my identity lies. Amen. And that's how you know that you're truly hearing God's voice because you're learning who God is. Exactly. Oh, that's good. The redemptive thread of Christ. What does that mean to you after coming out of two years of studying the Old Testament, what does the redemptive thread of Christ mean for you in your life? Well, what that means is just by being able to realize again, going back to our great need of say, of, of Jesus, mm-hmm. but to know that every word of, of God's word is in place for me to not just simply be saved. Yeah. You know, that would be enough. You know, yeah. that, that would be enough. But to know that the holy God, the creator of the universe, the one who stands alone and is is not like us, you know, 
but yet he longs for relationship with me who struggles and is broken and would, um, you know, just am one step away from going a direction of ruin, right. but yet that he guides me back. He continually, continually is after my heart. He is. After my heart. And that his blood purchased me, not just to be saved, but to live in freedom and not to live in bondage of the things of the world. Last night when we were finishing our first John study, um, we were talking about what, uh, we went around the table and talked about what was the most impactful uh, part of the study. And actually mine came in the last... Um, the last session that we came to, where in First um, John chapter five, um, the Apostle John tells us that his commands are not burdensome, mm-hmm. but that following Christ in His way is going to lead us to freedom, and not being chained and shackled to our own desires, right, and not to uh, the, the pursuits that would be worthless. But to, so good. but to follow him, it is not a burden. I'm When I'm pursuing myself and my own gain and own position, right, 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 right. it is so exhausting. It's chapter 5, verse 3. For mm-hmm. this is what the love of God is, to keep his commands, and his commands are not a burden. And to continue on, it's because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, Mm. our faith. And he's not saying in any way that this is reliant on us, but it's the faith of God. We may lose some battles on this earth, but in the end, the victory is won through Christ. Yes. Can you read that one more time, please? (laughs) First John chapter five, verse three, for this is what love for God is to keep his commands, and his commands are not a burden. His commands are not a burden. So is it right to say if something is burdening you, you need to ask God why? Well, when I look at this scripture, I see that more of a burden of the things that are hindering me okay. from pursuing Christ. You know, it's it's an either I'm either going to pursue mm-hmm. my own passions and chase my own glory, so to speak. Yeah. Or I'm going to leave those things at the foot of the cross, surrender, as in um, Matthew 16, 24, where if um, any man is to follow Christ, he is to deny himself, take up his cross, and follow him. And uh, that is, you know, I think that's what you're asking with that. But really, there's a difference in the burdens that we carry for other people and the burdens that would be grief and the trials of this world rather than the burden of following Christ. That is what's not burdensome. That's so good. There's um, We were talking a little bit before about um, a conversation that we had at Bible Boss Babes, and someone brought in um, the scripture from Proverbs in chapter 4, verse 24 or 25, talking about guard your heart. And from what I learned with that, it... um, I learned with work and one of my friends, Dr. Patty Sadala, you two would hit it off. Like y'all would be best friends if Make y'all that met. Happen. I will actually. I will. She's always like she's a podcaster. She's always looking for guests. I'm gonna recommend you to her. Like she's if you want. I, I don't would know love if you that. want. Okay, cool. She was telling me that you do what God has assigned you to do. You know, do your sales pitch or whatever that you do for work. Mm-hmm. But then whatever um 
whatever that person decides is between them and God. And like, that's not for you to like harbor or burden your heart with. Like that's their decision between them and God. And you have to guard your heart. Like don't let someone's decision, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, have land in your heart. Because the enemy wants it just to roll over and like get a bunch of land in your heart where you have a hard heart. And then it's burdensome. Well, and I think that goes to pleasing man or pleasing God. Amen. What you are explaining right there is just the, uh, that's what's burdensome. Yes. When I take my eyes off of God, when I take my eyes off of Him and I start rather than the vertical pursuit of God, yeah. I, I start looking around and seeing what's going to make everybody happy mm-hmm. and appease people. And I can do that in heartbeat. Right. You know, because I like to be a peacemaker. I like to, but that's not what a peacemaker truly is. I want to sometimes um, just do that, just live in the shadow of men, just so I can supposedly have it easier. But I've never had it easier than when I hear the voice of God and I follow that. Amen. You've never had it easier than when you hear the voice of God and you follow it. Yes, when it, and it's immediate obedience. You know, it's sometimes God will let us wrestle, and He's let me wrestle. And right now I'm wrestling with something pretty deeply yeah. um, in my spirit, and I'm seeking Him, and I haven't gotten a clear word from Him. But that's okay in those seasons because we're, we're, it's just a deeper pursuit of God at that yeah. point. But, How cool. but as soon as I know, it is mine to answer immediately. Yeah, and to and to listen, to uh, and to follow him. Mm-hmm. So good. Now, okay. don't hear me say that's always easy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the obedience factor is yeah. huge. The surrender factor mm-hmm. is hard. Some of that is even recognizing that you need to surrender. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, okay, we got to surrender this. Like, give it to God. Yeah. Um, God is so good. All that we've accomplished, God's done for us. Amen. You know, everything, every single thing, surrender that to Him. Every Everything that pops up in your brain right now, just surrender that to Him in Jesus' name. Um, I want to talk about Advent. I want to talk about some upcoming events that you all have at Olive. And if you're looking for a safe place to connect and to learn more about Jesus and to experience intentional discipling, you know, like if you're, to be honest— if you're ready to take your next steps in faith mm-hmm. and you don't feel like you have community, check out all of Baptist Church. Like their women's ministry is so good. You're going to dive deep. People truly care there. And it's almost like everyone is like, I've been through this, that, or the other, and now I'm going to help you through this season. That's the spirit that's there. It's like, we're going to help each other up. I appreciate you saying that. It's because true. I see that with our women. Yeah. And they... It's just a remarkable, humbling opportunity to serve alongside Mm -hmm. um, some of these women who are so passionate about their pursuit of Christ. And it's a great place. But you had mentioned uh, something that's coming up at Olive. And I believe this podcast is going to drop one day before we start November 8th. Yes. Is going to be preparing 
our hearts for Christmas. Okay. And this is a two-part. Both of them, will, both sessions will be different. And in the community, we would love for you to come. It is going to be at the Corners Building on Wednesday nights, November 9th and 16th at 6 p.m. We have a group of women who have come together and have been working on this for probably three months now who are going to just help us go back and focus on the simplicity of the season. Mm -hmm. What it's truly designed to be is not about all the busyness and and the consumer emphasis that we have with that, but to be able to focus our hearts and our minds in stillness on Christ. Amen. And I am really looking forward to actually... Unfortunately, well, they're also doing one that's designed for all of moms, and that'll okay. be November 2nd. Okay. But if you're listening to this next year, we'll be doing something along the oh, same lines. So yes, um, I'll give you that information earlier next okay, year. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But please, if you are listening to this and you would love to join us on November 9th or 16th, we would love to have you. Just again, about events or Bible studies or, you know, those things can be self-contained and they can be, you know, within an hour, an hour and a half time frame. Mm-hmm. But when we plan, when we pray over direction that God would have us, we want it to be something that when you leave, it is not of an entertainment value yeah, or just that you came and you spent time. Those things are important, but that you left more encouraged and more um, determined mm-hmm. to guard and love your relationship with Christ and to reach this community for Jesus. Amen. Yeah, it's so crazy. And I think about this with the podcast is like, I really don't want to entertain anyone. I'm not really out to inspire anyone. You know, well, I mean, you know? <laughs> like, I is laugh, that? Well, no, but I laugh because my weakest area uh-huh. in doing this are, are the events. That's funny you come back to that because. Yeah. Um, I acknowledge that that is not uh, the strength that I have. Yeah, you know, because I I really am more focused Bible study. Yes, and discipleship and mentoring. Yes, and, and amen. That. Yeah, but, but what we it. do when we do gather together, it brings all of those aspects together as well. Yep, you know, and so intentionally discipling. Amen. That's what you're doing. Okay. Anything else you wanted to share? I just want to. I want to encourage your listeners mm-hmm. this that I just talked about this uh, two-year journey through the Old Testament. What I want to encourage you with is, I'm not a seminary graduate. I'm not um, particularly. You know, I, there are women who are smarter than me. There are women who um, can apply scripture, you know, in better ways than me. What I'm saying is, is I never want God's word to be intimidating to someone. Yeah. You know, it is a matter of opening his word and asking him what he would have you learn and know of him. Mm. Sometimes in scripture, we start to focus on ourselves and we are self-centered people. We are people who, you know, and it's... God, I need this. God, I need that. God, give me, give me, I will tell you, his word will never return void. Do not be afraid to explore the depths and riches of scripture. It's so good. And to, uh, don't be intimidated by um, a commentary or by... um, you know, different avenues of learning scripture on a deeper level. 
and I could go into that for hours and give tools on that. But um, what I want to tell you about that is God's word will always, always return rich. And it is an endless well of the more you have, the more you want. That's so beautifully said. God's word is an endless well. It is. And I think, you know, I've, I was telling you before we started about, um, you know, just different times that I, and I was looking at the Bibles that are here. I wish you could see this, listeners. <laughs> I am obsessed with Ricky's Bibles that are that she uh, she has on her desk through the years, that, through the years of yeah. different uh, different periods in her life where, um, you know, and they they are well read and well worn. And I know this is a woman of deep faith here who, God's who loves so her good. Jesus. And, yeah. and and even looking at those, I'm like, that is amazing because. <laughs> If you were content yeah. with just one read through or just some, that would be one Bible there that yeah. was barely open. So but this these is my, so. Well, no, this is my fourth time reading through the Bible or maybe my third. Okay, great. So like, no, I guess it would be my fourth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's three Bibles there. One was from high school. It's a study Bible. One was right after that. Um, great Commission Bible Institute. They're down in Sebring. Um, but they had this, this is the Bible that they use. So I have that read through all that. And then, um, when I became a mom, I have a mom study Bible that I just finished. So yeah, now I'm reading another one by Dr. Tony Evans, which is the same translation as your Bible is. I love him. (laughs) Me too. He just, man, he, the Holy Spirit is all over him. Like every time I listen to a message, I'm like, man, I needed that. It's just so God. Okay. Tell us what Bible verse is encouraging you in this season. Oh, there's so, there's so many right now. Do you mind? I no. meant to ask you that before we started, and I just like I'm like, oh no, I forgot to prepare Beth. No, that I'm gonna no, ask that's you that. okay. Okay, I'm go back to Joshua. Okay, because that's really um, that's been my leadership template right now. Okay, to look at that, and God just keeps turning me back there. But my favorite passage in the Old Testament um, for years has been, and I'm still seeing so many new riches, is Joshua three. Okay, I love that chapter where. Um, he's leading the Israelites into the promised land to claim what has been promised to them for, you know, generations. Right. And he's encouraging them on things that just translate so much in my life, especially the first five verses mm-hmm. where they are getting ready to cross over and they could have been so comfortable. They could have stayed in what was presumed to be a safe place. But he told them, keep your eyes on the Ark of the Covenant. And I am. Go- we are going somewhere where we've never been before to sanctify yourselves, to keep yourselves holy, to live a life in pursuit of God, mm-hmm. because you are about to see wonders among you. Amen. And I looked at that and recently, and I was thinking, just keep my eyes on God and to pursue holiness and expect God to do some things that I've never seen before, and He will reveal them to me. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is step out of that comfortable place. Yep. Something else I saw in that passage was that had they stayed and not had the courage to cross, there was a presumed spot of safety there, but they were also vulnerable to the enemies who mm-hmm. were coming to to enemy armies okay. who were constantly after, you know, yeah, throughout yeah. the book. And they could have stayed there. But if we are not moving forward in life, if we don't go the places that God calls us to go, 
by staying comfortable and staying put, we are so vulnerable to um, the enemy coming after us. Yep. It is always a forward step with God. And so that's the passage that uh, spoke to me many years ago and is staying with me so richly right now. It's to keep your eyes on the ark. Keep your eyes on the ark. And I look at that and what he was telling the Israelites, keep your eyes on me. Keep your Mm -hmm. eyes on holiness. Keep your eyes on the things that are righteous and pure and the things that will lead you to an abundant life. Yep. Keep your eyes on... Keep your eyes on God. And as we're moving, not just to do that, but as the ark moves forward and is your guide. Yes. That's what he was telling them. This is your guide. Okay. To take one step at a time in obedience, and you will find yourself in the place where you are meant to be, in my will. In God's will. And this is like the last question I want to ask you. I've like taken so much of your time, but I do want to ask you, how do you know when you're in God's will? Mm. Uh, well, there's peace. Okay. And there's, and, and normally there's struggle. You know, we make it sound like it's this, uh, in my life, there has always been a struggle before reaching that place. But God's will sounds like this unattainable or it's this um, euphoric, you know, it's this place that we're striving to always reach. Mm-hmm. But I find God's will in doing the next right thing. Yeah. In the next right thing, right. there is peace to when God has confirmed a move in my life, not just the daily obedience, but when He is getting ready to do a major shift in my life, I have found that the way to know that is to what God confirms in Scripture, mm-hmm. what He confirms in prayer. What he confirms when I seek godly counsel that right. does not sound like me. I don't need people who are going to be yes people. Yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. But to really be able to discern that. And on occasion, it has been divine circumstances mm-hmm. with that. And God has, has never failed with that. Amen. To, yeah. to guide in that way. And as I look back, I can always see that God was preparing me for that. It's Long so before that he was ready to move. That's good. Like he's taking you deeper in relationship and giving mm-hmm. you more opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're when you're seeking wise counsel, you're also getting in deeper relationship with those other people. Mm-hmm. And he's taking you deeper. That's and, so good. Well, the Holy Spirit, um, it's really funny. I laugh about this and tell people all the time that uh, the Holy Spirit doesn't normally sound like my voice of reason. Right. Thank God. <laughs> you know, like I have to be in tune like... to what He is saying and speaking to me and confirming because um, I would often choose a different, more convenient, more easy path. Yes, and amen. Than what He's going to take me. I know. I'm I, like, oh, Jesus, yeah. your ways are I higher. I want the easier way. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this last, and we're just wrapping up, but this last weekend at church, the our pastor, Pastor Nathan Pulley, was talking about praying for God to create in us a clean heart. And it's like something that we talk about on this podcast all the time. Um, and just talking about like, it's all about the heart. Like, how's your heart? How's your relationship with God? You know, is your heart doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then just like praying for God to create in you a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within you. That's Psalms 51 10. But I think it's a good place to rest to this conversation mm-hmm. of if you're seeking God in this season and you're asking God, am I in your will? Lord, is this what you want? 
Is this the next right thing? Just consistently asking God to create in you a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within you because Christmas is coming. Like Jesus is coming, you know, the Advent season is coming and we need to prepare our hearts and we also need to clean out our hearts, you know, Mm -hmm. like God, God clean out our hearts, not us. Cause I'd be taking all kinds of stuff out, but you know, (laughs) anyway, um, thank you so much for just sharing what God is doing in your life. Thank you for sharing what he's doing at all of, I know it's so much more than what we're including in this podcast. So like, like while you're talking, I'm just like, Jesus, I know what you are doing. There is so much more than what we're talking about today. And thank you for that. If people want to get connected with your church, how do they do that? Well, if you would like to reach out to me, you can mm-hmm. go to olivebaptist.org and go to the women's page. Okay. And there's um, there's a you can just click on there and um, ask me any questions. Mm-hmm. I can help you get connected with the right people, the right ministries. If you have questions along any line, we will we will answer those. Yeah. Uh, with that, we have an events page. Um, Right now, we'll be updating it because we've almost completed our fall Bible study, yeah. and we'll be updating it soon for uh, 2023. Okay. But feel free to reach out and uh, check out um, the Women at Olive on Instagram. Okay. It would be a great place to do that. And also, we have a Women at Olive Facebook page. Yep. It's a closed page, but um, you, know, you can reach out to us there and um, see what's going on. I love that. Thank you, Beth. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I love you, Ricky. I love you too. You're the best. No, you're the best. At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer, just in humility, as we just thank God for all He's done for us. Father, thank you for Beth. Thank you for the ministry that you have put on her heart to serve you and then to disciple others along with her. Just you're discipling her. And so she's discipling others. And that picture is so beautiful. That ripple effect is so beautiful because it's encouraging to other people, even the people who are listening to this podcast, to also be encouraged to use their position, no matter what it is, to do what you've called them to do. Our identity is in you. We are children of God. We are children of you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your ark. Thank you for the covenant that we can look to you. Thank you for dying for us on the cross. In Jesus' name, I pray that we decrease and God, you increase. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life 
to its fullest. <laughs> I don't know.